0: Hey guys, Mina here. Just jumping in here to let you guys know we have something so exciting. It's a free masterclass and we created it just for you right now.
1: We keep getting questions. How do I pivot and sell right now? The number one question we get is how can I make more sales? And so we want to teach you how to create a plan to boost your sales and grow your business right now. So if you want this totally free masterclass that we've created for product-based businesses, head over to pivotandsell.com. We'll see you in there. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my fabulous co-host, Mina Kunlo Ctap. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So we are really excited to bring you a very special episode today. Today, we're going to talk about how to go from maker to boss with three easy steps. Right. So there's a lot of makers out there that are part of
0: our audience and there's a lot of bosses out there. So we're going to be speaking to all of you to see how you can move from maker to boss in these three easy steps. Right.
1: So, you know, as you're thinking to yourself, do you associate yourself as a maker? a lot of people that start product-based businesses are people that are making it themselves. And there's some people that associate themselves as makers and only makers. And then there's those of you that have thought, I am a maker, but I really want to grow and scale my business. And so we're going to help you out in this podcast with three super easy steps for you to think through this and then think, what's your next step to take?
0: Right. So that brings us to step number one, Jacqueline, and you kind of touched on that a little bit, and that is just deciding. Deciding Business or
1: hobby? So that's a question for you guys. Are you a business or are you a hobby? Are you a hobby that you want to turn into a business? Are you someone who's like, you know what? I like doing this, but I really don't want the pressure of keeping up, you know, starting an email list, building a website, growing a business or ever wanting to hire. I just like to do it. And yeah, sure. I'll get paid every so often. So we're not with you guys right now in person to ask you this question, but we want you guys to make that decision. Is this something that started as a hobby that you want to grow into a business and you see growth and you see amazing things that can come with it? Or is it a hobby where you see the amazing things that you get to make an exchange between, you know, money and, the products that you're making, but that you don't really want the responsibility that comes with a business. Right. And
0: I think that's a level of commitment that varies, right? So if you are just a hobby, then you there's a level of commitment that is based on what you decide, you know, maybe day to day, right? It's not forecasting or it's not thinking about what you need to do. Whereas if you are a business, it just feels very different. It's much more of a different commitment. You're thinking a little bit bigger to know what could be possible for you in the realm of you being a business and bringing in that revenue and actually approaching it as a business owner.
1: Okay. So what we're going to do is hobby, that's okay. Keep listening. Cause maybe one day you'll wake up and say that this is where you want to go, but we're going to take this into you because we we're talking about maker to boss, right? So the boss of your own business. So we're going to keep moving into this. And if you want to be a business, what do you need to do? So one of the first things absolutely that you need to do is you need to commit to your business to you make a decision that this is a business and I'm going to grow with it and commit to it and do the things that I know need to get done. Or maybe you don't know yet, but that's why you're here listening to this podcast to figure out what you need to do to grow your business. Right.
0: And deciding that, literally sitting down and deciding that instead of, you know, maybe just nonchalantly living life and you happen to make money, right?
1: Right. So another thing that you have to do as a business in this day and world and time is that you need to show up for customers and you need to show up on social. So you're going to want to pick a platform that you're going to lean into. A lot of our, you know, businesses work on Instagram. Some of you feel that Facebook is better. It, it depends on where you fully feel like you want to be. And you need to show up on that social media platform as a business, not as a personal person on Instagram that you're just showing up, not as like a half between this and that, but actually show up on social media as a business.
0: right And that's because your presence is differently different right You've committed to your business and now you're showing up as your business where your customers are. And then you're kind of getting the ball rolling even more. You're growing your email list, you're making plans and actions. We'll kind of get into that a little bit more in the next steps. but you're really moving forward with that presence and mind of being a business instead of a hobby.
1: Right. So you're going to, you're going to have foresight for your business because a boss visions for a business. A boss thinks this is where we are and this is where we're going to grow to. And they are ultimately eventually, as you hire people, the leader, they're the visionary. They're the person that says, this is where we're going to go. Or they set the idea of what their financial goals are, what their sales goals are, what their growth goals are. So that takes us to step number two, which is that we want you to set a revenue goal for a year. Right. And this is a big
0: differentiator between someone who's like an employee, for example, someone who's a hobbyist and someone who's an entrepreneur with their own business. They are the ones that are vision casting for even a revenue goal, right? So what is your revenue goal that when you think about your business, what would you love to make in the next year? The year that's in front of you that you're trying to create um, short-term and long-term goals for what is your overall revenue goal that you're looking for? And I think for a lot of people we've heard, you know, anywhere from 50,000 to a hundred thousand, there's always those easy marks to look at as far as, uh, projections of businesses.
1: Yeah. So right now it's the beginning of the third quarter of 2020 Mm -hmm. And you guys can set a goal for where you want to hit at the end of 2020. Now, 2020 has thrown more (laughs) curveballs than we care to talk about. So, many. so whatever your goal was back in 2019, which was like 55 years ago, we huh. those things have shifted and changed. And hopefully you guys, as you've gone with us on this journey with us, like you've pivoted and you've figured out ways to continue to sell and to continue to show up. So you can make a goal for the next six months to round out the 2020 calendar year, or you can make a goal for yourself, like dream bigger and think a year from now. At the end of Q2 of 2021, again, we have no idea what's coming, but we can still dream it and we can still take action on it. Think, where do I want to be a year from now and how do I get there? Right.
0: And for those of you that have studied, taught under us, um, been around us, you know that we like to break it up into three different categories. And as a business owner, you're thinking about your systems, your visibility, and your sales. So how are you going to get to that revenue goal, thinking about those three areas, right? How are you going to hit those goals? Do you need to do more of something if you want to, you know, um, show up for a visibility goal? Like we had mentioned email and social media, What if there's some goals that are attached to those? Um, Is it a systems goal where you want to build out your own website to get more sales? So you're really thinking about how is this going to happen? What do you need to do to get to that revenue goal?
1: Right. So as product-based businesses, as product entrepreneurs, like Mina says, like we teach around this idea and this framework of system visibility and sales. So let's just quickly talk about that a little bit more in depth in case we have a lot of new listeners. So systems tends to be the internal workings of your business, right? If you Mm -hmm. don't have systems in place, what's up? Like, how are you, how is it going to continue? So a lot of times we talk about systems as being like your pricing and your margins. Mm-hmm. How do you track your inventory, your shipping? What is the system that you take in order to make your product in a, um, cost efficient and time efficient way? Systems is sort of that back end way that if you were to bring someone on, you would, you could train them against something that they could replace you because you have a system in place. And that's on so many levels of your business.
0: Yeah. And I really think of it too. Like when we talk about systems, it's really for product-based businesses. Like where could they potentially lose money, but where could they streamline and optimize too, right? So when we're thinking about photos, for example, we always talk about photos being systemized and that you take photos because photos are what is what it's going to sell Your products, and if you don't have a library of those assets in your system, and you don't have something set up for that, then it's potentially that that might be what's holding you back from selling more of your products, right? Even with pricing, you know, do you have a margin? Can you sell wholesale? Can you sell uh, retail? you know, direct to customer only. So really thinking about those things. And then as Jacqueline said, even if it's inventory or shipping, those are things that product-based business owners have to think about that their service counterparts don't even have to worry about. They don't have to worry about, you know, manually logging inventory and knowing what's on the shelf and how much shelf life it has to live there and what the production time is going to be to refill those shelves. So really thinking about that, because those are the things that businesses really have to think about, especially when they have a physical product.
1: Right. And then systems is definitely built into all the rest that we're going to talk about, but Uh these are sort of ones that we know are kind of pivotal that are huge gaping holes in people's businesses that lose them money. Or even if they're making money, it's like draining out the bottom. So then the next part is visibility. So visibility is the idea of how do people know about you? right? So right away, I'll bet a lot of people think visibility is Instagram. Well, if you've signed up for, we have an Instagram course. We just did our Instagram workshop. The percentage of people that see you in your stories is about 4%. The percentage of people that see you in your feed is about 14%. So what does that mean? That means that you're working on it and that could be a big number, but your visibility needs to have greater reach than just Instagram, right? Instagram is a way to kind of seal the deal, but your visibility is also in their inbox, getting emails. Your visibility is getting onto other people's platforms, working with affiliates or influencers, being in retail shops. It's being visible in front of other people's audiences or other people's customers when it comes to product.
0: Right. I always find it easier to think about what I think of it as filling my pipeline. And so sales, for instance, we're going to go into sales into a little bit here, but sales are actual money, You're the money that's going into your pocket. The visibility is filling your pipeline with potential money. How are people figuring out, you know, that you even exist? How are they becoming aware of your brand and how are you connecting with them? on a visibility plan and how can you broaden that out, you know, because you're stuffing your pipeline. So potentially you could make a whole bunch of money, but it's really letting people know that you're there and showing up and committing to being visible to them.
1: Right. And visibility is outbound marketing, inbound marketing. It's, it's just, I bet you guys have seen brands like this where like, they are everywhere. Mm -hmm. right? So how, how are they everywhere? Why are you seeing them everywhere? And a lot of times Amina and I, we, I mean, not a lot of times, pretty much the entire time we talk about organic marketing. So typically you will never hear us talk to you about ads like on Facebook or Google. That's not the realm that we're in right now. So we really talk about how you can grow because you guys are, are small businesses. Like you need a budget to market. Well, you need a, a budget for paid advertising. So what we want to do is we want to help you grow your businesses initially. Sure, you might be paying a little bit on uh, Etsy for traffic. Sure. You might be paying a little bit on Amazon, but we're not telling you to run these major ad campaigns that bigger brands are doing, um, on Facebook, for example, because as a small business, you need to keep your money, your cash flow going. So you can make the next products you could pay yourself. So you can just keep reinvesting. And so that's the visibility play for us is that we want you to figure out how you can do this organically.
0: Right. And it does take a plan. It definitely takes like a plan and a budget, which is part of it all, which moves us to our next you know, part of it. And that is the sales that we were talking about. Remember systems, visibility and sales. And this is is really how we like to teach our students is really within this framework because you guys need to make money. Um, You need to make sales in order to make money. And how are you going to make those sales? And sales is really about the conversion, right? You're getting that money into your pocket and They're voting with their dollar bills, as we like to call it. So, um, sales is really an important one because sometimes people only look at their sales, but it's really broader than that because you can be saving money and you need to be bringing in potential money at the same time.
1: Right. So, this step was still step two where we're setting um, that you're going to set a revenue goal, right? Mm -hmm. And so, that revenue goal, while, yes, you're like, ladies, you're talking about systems, you're talking about visibility. Well, systems is going to save you money, right? So if you have a revenue goal, if you don't have this money journey at the bottom, it's going to keep money in your account. Visibility is going to be that play again to help contribute to more sales. And then sales, what I want you to think about is where are you currently selling? Are you on Etsy? Are you on your own website? Are you selling at farmer's markets? Where are you selling? And is that platform in which you're selling on going to make you or hit these revenue goals that you have planned for yourself. Now, I hope these revenue goals that you're planning for yourself are bigger than what you imagine. Mm -hmm. So you might, you might be setting your revenue goal based on whatever you're making today. Maybe you're making $5,000 a month. So you might be like, well, five times the next six months. Okay. I want to make $30,000 in the next six months. I want you guys to kick that up. Now I know it's 2020 but we're teaching you something here that you're going to carry this on into the future when this 2020 <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. Uh-huh. It's in the hindsight. So your goal is to stretch that goal. If you're making five, can you, can you add 20% to your revenue goal? Can you try and make more than what you had planned? Can you try and kick it up to seven, 8,000 a month? And if you can do that, can you do it based on the one platform that you're selling on? Or do you need to add another platform? Do you need to be more visible and in front of other people's customers, in front of other people's audiences? Right.
0: So that was setting a revenue goal, right? Setting a revenue when you're a business, a product business, it's really about so many things. It's Most people, like Jacqueline said, it's about bringing in those sales, but it's also where can you save money? Where can you plant seeds to make future money? That's the visibility, right? And where can you make the actual money? Is it more platforms, as she had mentioned? So really think about your revenue goal as it stands with the system's visibility in sales.
1: So then step number three is? Yes. step number three is
0: now take that overall goal. Let's say it was six figures. You want to make 100000 you know, within... 2020. So you need to plan out the next 90 days as it applies to your business. So I want to say this again, you need to plan out the next 90 days as it applies to your business, because this is the difference between a business and a hobbyist is that a business definitely takes a goal, breaks it down and makes the things happen in order to reach it, right? A hobbyist Goes by through day to day, and you know it's more like a you do you type of situation. That's great that I'm making this money, or that's great that you know I'm doing what I need to do. There's that the level of commitment is different, but also the goals are very small compared, right? So plan out the next 90 days. And that is really the vision casting of a business owner that makes it so special of, I can do this. I can see out the next 90 days and then I can break it down even further to 60 to 30 to weekly to daily.
1: So $100,000 over the course of you know 12 months is $8,333 a month. So depending on where you are in your revenue plan for your business, where are you? According to that, if you want to be a six figure business, we have, um, you know, our masterminders, those of them in the top, a lot of our students, they're hitting six figures a month, right? Mm-hmm. Multiple six figures. A right. month. So this is the range that we're talking to you right now. We have those of you that are starting and we have those of you that are about to, you know, crush 3 million or 6 million or whatever it is this, this year. But if we were to plan out, we're going to dream big for you guys here. So if we were to plan out the next six months, you guys on average should be making $16,666 to hit $100,000 in the next six months, which means whatever you've done before, then, you know, you would add it to that. So let's play off that like 16,666. So many sixes.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> what can you make that every month over the next six months? Or do you know your busy months and your slow months? So you guys, we are getting two the most happy time of the year and the busiest time of the year for product based businesses, which is the holidays, right? Mm -hmm. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Christmas, all of that is coming. And we're going to help you plan and prepare for this earlier in the year, this year, since things seem so, you know, crazy, but you can project, you know what your sales are going to look like around holidays. You know how busy you get. Can you 2X that? And then maybe the summer is slower for you. Maybe back to school is or isn't busy for you. At that point, you might decide like, well, maybe I make about $10,000 a month over the next two months, but I really kick it into gear and I make $20,000 a month in my busy month. So that's something for you guys to think about.
0: Right. And it's easier to so your mind as a business owner should be able to know what your quarterly goal is, what your annual goal is, and then also your monthly goal, right? Sometimes it's it's hard to always keep the same amount like, oh, I want to make $8,333 this month. But like what Jacqueline said, if you shift your mind and you're like, but really, I can't make that this month because I know May is, is really slow. I know it will pick back up and. July, let's say, right? And then instead you're thinking about eight thousand three what's eight thousand three hundred and thirty-three times three, whatever that quarterly is. Twenty six
1: ish.
0: Yeah, twenty six ish, twenty-five. Um three.
1: Yeah. Could you
0: right, twenty five, because you know what, it's a hundred thousand yeah, divided 24, by
1: twenty four nine nine nine. We're really good at math sometimes. <laughs>
0: So if you know I need to make twenty five thousand um for this quarter per quarter but you know yeah, f- per quarter, but you know that let's say July is going to be the month that you instead make twelve thousand, it's easier for you to think, Okay, I know that this is a slower month for me, but I need to really put my eggs into the July basket when there's Amazon Prime Day. Not this year, but you get the idea, like I could have a Christmas and July sale, or you're just really, really working your calendar to know okay, that's my big goals month, and this is my slower month.
1: Correct. Mm-hmm. And so these are the things, and actually, if you're listening to this in real time, we're kind of going to go over this in our summer workshop series and actually coming right after this, the next one is our email promotion. So we're going to teach you how to send emails and, and reflect what's happening in the calendar. So that's just a super side note. If you haven't done it already, it's our summer workshop series that I think would really apply to this particular point. But the idea is, is you cannot do two X every month. It's just, Like some months are better than others, Mm -hmm. but we want you, the thing that's the difference between the maker, that someone someone who's reactive or passive to this and somebody who is a boss of their product-based business is that you're creating strategy and you're creating plans and you're, you know, whether you're new and you have no data or you've been in doing this a little bit and you have the data of the months before, you've got the data of the years before, you have something to plan against. Mina knows that Little Labels really kicks it up before the summer for camp in normal years, Mm -hmm. and in August for back to school.
0: Yes. And I want to bring it to the example of the maker too, because little labels, I already know what the busy seasons are, but I'm not making anything. I'm manufacturing, right? And this episode is from maker to boss, but we work with a lot of people in the top mastermind that they make things with their hands. And they're making millions of dollars. Yes. And they have a team under them who takes their vision, their designs, and helps them make more of the things that they're making, whether it's jewelry, pottery, whatever it is, they're they're makers, right? So I want to make sure that you guys know that just because you're a maker does not mean that you have to only do small batch, for example right? Or that you only can have goals that are a certain amount because you have to be the one that physically makes it. That is not the case at all. You can think as big as you'll allow yourself to think. And that there's makers that we work with pretty much every single day at this point that are making multiple seven figures from making physical products with hands that are making them.
1: Does it mean that they're making a million dollars worth of their product with their own two hands? No, it means that they've hired people that they have trained. This is, you know, years into their business. But when I say years, like a couple of years, like they were able to scale and grow, which we have our episode Scaling Handmade, which kind of talks about this. But they were able to train people how to still hand make and be makers of their products And does it mean that they never get to enjoy making again? No, it means that they get to create. Maybe they're creating the first of something. They're creating the new something. They're jumping in when they feel like it, but they don't have to keep up with the production and the demand. So I want you guys to release that feeling of that you have to do it all in order to continue to be the maker and a business, that you can start your business on how you wanna start it, create how you want to create it. And then with the goal that you will make your first hire and then maybe your 10th hire and then onward from there.
0: Yeah. And I think that a lot of times when you approach business books or business teachings, right? They have two sides of a coin. There's the visionary and then there's the implement mentor, right? We heard this in Rocket Fuel. There's two sides of a boss, right? Implementer, visionary. And really the CEO should be the visionary and the implementer is the one who helps the vision, uh, the CEO obtain that vision. But the thing that when we talk to makers, for example, is that they automatically identify with the implementer because they feel like making is making. But making is also making visions, right? You become the CEO that makes the vision that ultimately gets implemented in your business. Right? Make Being a maker doesn't mean that you cannot be a boss. So Say
1: that again, please, for the people <laughs> in
0: the back. Making means that you also make the visions. It doesn't mean that you only are making with your hands. I think it was something like that.
1: Something like the, the people <laughs> in the back could tell us what we said. That'd be cool.
0: <laughs> yes. So we're recording this live on Facebook at the same time. But it is like um, the, we meet a lot of makers that automatically think that making is implementing and that they need to make the things. But making as a boss is also making the vision, the foresight, the business plans, and making that for the business. And you can be a maker and still be a boss.
1: And when you are the boss of your business, when you are the CEO of your business, when you are running a business, you have so many hats to wear. You have financials. You have you have marketing, visibility, you have sales calls, you have things that you're working with wholesale. You're thinking about getting on other platforms and identifying, is this right for my business? You're, you're saying, these are the systems that aren't working and they need to get overhauled. There's so many things you're making them. Like we have, <laughs> we have a student that last year made like $75,000 in the entire year. And then this year made $75,000 in one month and she made in one it month. all herself. Yes. I don't know that she slept. She had an amazing month. (laughs) She
0: didn't have kids.
1: Um. Well, yeah. So she's got plenty of time. (laughs) It is a lot. But she had she had to quickly jump into this right. Like she struck fire and she had to do it right. But what she could what she's thinking about now is like, okay, great. I know this product works. Holy moly! I have to keep up with it. I cannot run my business and I don't know, exist and live and make this much product in a month. So now she's making her first hire. So this is where you guys start to grow it, or you've hired two people and you've decided, you know what, now I need someone in my inbox and sales calls. Now I need somebody to, you know, I don't know, create a marketing plan for me. Now I need someone to write my copy. Now, you know, whatever it is, you guys will continue to add to your team as things start to shake out. Yeah, and I think there's a few
0: people that we meet along our journey, Jacqueline and myself, as coaches, that we we hear that right. We hear, I'm, but I'm not a business person, right? And they use that as a, a block for themselves. Mm. But I have to tell you guys, as we're talking about, you know, you need a budget, you need a plan, you need to do this. It is amazing, like to be a business person and to be because oftentimes when we see the our makers and our our handmade businesses and they. They almost feel like they shouldn't step into being a business person, Uh, but it is truly amazing to see what they're capable of, and oftentimes they're multi-passionate, just like the rest of us. So just because you're a maker and you identify with being a maker doesn't mean that you can't add to those skill sets and love, love being a business owner. You know, and be passionate about that as well. Because all this stuff, though it does sound like a lot of commitment, which it
1: is, it's still also very, very amazing. So, speaking of business, Mina has her MBA. Mm. I do not. I have my bachelor's in fine arts. And, but I had like an entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> And, you know, but I always used to think if I, if I had gone to a different school and I minored in business or I never actually thought about getting my master's in business, but I was like, if I minored in it, or maybe if I went back to school and got something in business, I would be a business owner. I would be a, the right kind of business owner. I would know more. I would understand like, I don't know, taxes and when they oh, are telling. Good. I don't understand any of, do you saw goodness, me do math earlier? This right? good God. And she has her MBA. <laughs> She's still writing. I know her, nothing about division. Questions. Not only that, being a business owner is like, you guys, things are changing all the time. Remember, you know, that new thing called TikTok? It's something that we're going to be teaching ourselves about because things are constantly changing and being added to being a business owner. But you can learn as you go. You grow and you continue to learn. You figure things out when you need to figure it out. Or if you don't want to figure it out, like QuickBooks, and you hire somebody when you get there to do it the right way for you. So I, I think that fear of being a business owner, I remember thinking like, I, I I swear to God, it was like up until five years ago. I was like, and I was 10 years into business and I was like, I'm not a good business. I'm not a business person. I said this to a male client who I was charging. He was paying $10,000 a month ongoing for multiple years. Okay. And it was a guy and I go, I just, you know, I'm just not that great at business. I don't know why I said this to him. And he goes, are you kidding me? And then I was like, oh, I just said this is somebody who's paying me the most that anyone's ever paid me. But he was like, yeah, you're good at business. It's like, that's why I hired you, like the way that I think about business. And yeah, maybe I'm not coming at it from this, you know, one direction because I'm not consulting him on business, business, but on being an entrepreneur and growing a business. Absolutely. And then I was like, I got to get my mindset in check. And I think that's something for you guys too. I think we're always going to battle mindset stuff. We're always going to battle, like, if I went to college or if I got my MBA or if I did this, but you are the perfect person for your business at this time. And you're going to learn exactly what your business needs. Because even though Amina got her MBA, I mean, you know a lot, but how much of that do you in like, what do you put from your MBA into our business every day?
0: I don't know. one or 2%, I would say
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious too. That's why it's so great.
0: So, and the thing is, I want to, I want to really emphasize, bring this home because um, I was going to put the emphasis in the right place. <laughs> yeah. Emphasis <laughs> on the syllable. Okay. So when a man walks into an interview, if he has like 40% of the skill sets, he'll be like, yeah, I'm perfect for the job. When a woman walks into a job interview, she's like, oh, I only have 70% of this skill set. I need to reach that other 30% before I'm perfect for the job. You guys, you own your own businesses. There is You are 150% perfect for running
1: your business. Like, That's how good you are at math. You went to 150%. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You
0: guys are 150% perfect for selling your product, for talking about it, for building your business, for learning what you need to learn you know, as you need to learn it. And literally there is no one out there better than you. And on top of it, even if there was somebody who came to you and said, Oh, I'm perfect for the job. They would never even be as good as you are at your product.
1: And let me back that up with saying, because it's your business and your business needs to fit the life that you want your business to fit. So Someone could come to you and say, yeah, I want your business, but you're going to have to work, you know, a hundred hours a week and never see your kids and be traveling everywhere. And you can decide whether that's for you or not, but you guys have control of your business. So if you decide that you're going to work 40 hours a week or 20 hours a week and hit whatever revenue goal you want to hit and hire whoever you want to hire, whether it's one person, 10 people, no people, but replace your full-time income, that is perfect for you. So Probably the end of this podcast is the idea of a lot of it is a mindset shift Mm -hmm. for you to understand that you are the perfect person and that you have all these opportunities to learn. You're listening to a podcast. Our podcasts are hundred percent free. You have the ability to Google things, YouTube, there's courses online. We have courses. There's so many different things that you can do to learn, to learn the things you need to learn to get you to your goal and to transition you from being a maker to the boss of your own company. Yes, and I think that's the perfect
0: way to end it. So thank you everybody for listening in and make sure that you subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you. So one last thing before you go, we created this podcast as a reminder that you are not alone and that growing a product-based business is not easy and we wanna help you through it. So thank
1: you so much for listening and we truly appreciate it. And we want to give a special shout out to those of you that have left us a review. Thank you so much. We read every single one of them, including this one from Jessica from Bella Vita Candles. She says the three C's are working. Hey, Jacqueline Amina, I've been binging since I found you on the Simple Pin Podcast and I bought a year of content and OMG, how insanely helpful this is. I finally have a map and thank you a million times. Hashtag forever fan. And she says, thanks ladies. So thank you so much, Jessica. We love reading these and these really help us reach more people and help more small businesses grow, which you know, is our mission on the podcast. So thank you. Hey guys, wait, before you go, we want to remind you that we've created this incredible masterclass. It is totally free. It is our pivot and sell masterclass, where we are going to teach you how to create a plan to boost your sales and grow your business right now. You do not want to miss this. It's totally free. So Mina, where should they go? Go to
0: pivotandsell.com and you guys can get that free masterclass and get started on creating a plan to boost your sales right now.